Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Uh, today is Wednesday. It's the 8th. Hope everybody's having a great week and looking forward to ending it strong. Um, thank you to everybody who's been reaching out. Really do appreciate it. As always, please download the episode, share with like-minded individuals, keep this conversation going. And one of the things I want to talk to today is I want to talk about your daily actions. Okay. I've been seeing a lot of things on LinkedIn and it's the tale as old as time call averages and how many calls you're making and your volume of calls and all of this activity. And if you have heard anything about the podcast in the past, if you've listened to me, I can't stand it. It is not about the activity. Yes, you have to go out there and you have to make calls. You have to pound the pavement. You have to get in front of people. You need to find out who are the 20 to 25 people who are going to generate 80% of your business and move the needle for your business. You have to find them. They're out there. You might have to go through 150 to 200 prospects or even clients. You might have to build them up. You have to put in the work. However, It's not about activity. It's not about just checking boxes. It is about productivity. It's about optimizing your opportunity, optimizing your time, and continuing that customer journey each time you contact them and not taking a step back because you weren't prepared or you're just trying to make it look good on paper. That is what happens when you're fearful of losing your job. I have not. I have not met a single person in their life who has done an excellent job at work when they were fearful of losing their job because the actions that they're taking are not about productivity. They're about activity. It's not about how many calls you make. How many calls did you make to people that are your your ICPs, your targets, and how many of those continued pushing them across the customer journey from unaware to advocate. And it got you closer to business, to hitting your goals. I was working for a company several years ago and there was a, there was a, a, there was a girl who lived in uh, either Kentucky or Tennessee. I can't remember which state. And she used to be a nurse. And she led the country in call average. Now, if you've been in the pharmaceutical and medical space, you know how ridiculous this number I'm about to tell you is. She averaged 22 and a half calls per day. And every time they had a conference call, they just applauded her, applauded her, applauded her. Here's the problem. Out of 107 uh, sales territories, she was 104th. At the time, my manager was just wringing his hands. He said, how do I fire somebody who is putting in the work? And I said, is she bringing in money? Just as deadpan as that. I said, well, is she bringing in money? He's like, no. Then she's got to go. He's like, I know, but just, you know, work. it works really hard. That was one of the first moments that I realized working for a company as a W-2 sales rep was probably not going to work out if that was the mentality. You know, the manager was fearful 
of firing an employee who wasn't performing with actual metrics that mattered because the metrics that the company was focusing on, she was number one, number one in call average by a mile, by almost eight calls a day. And yet she was at the bottom of the rankings. She was hired because she was a nurse. She was not taught proper sales skills. She even talked about that. I was hired believing that they were, I was, they were going to teach me how to sell. Wherever she was, she was in a very small market. And I don't remember. I think she had parts of West Virginia. And so maybe it was Kentucky. And she had parts of West Virginia. And they just had trouble finding people. And so she kind of was the cream of the crop who interviewed. She was a nurse. So she knew all the disease states. And she knew all the offices. And she did. She knew all the offices. She got access. She talked to a lot of physicians and nurse practitioners and providers. The problem was she didn't generate business. And that's okay. It was her first sales position. I don't know if she's still in sales. I don't remember her name. She was put in a position that she probably was not prepared for, and she wasn't trained adequately. Does that sound familiar? Happens to a lot of people in the sales world. My point about this whole story is the company valued how many calls she was making. Not because they really cared about how much business she was generating. They wanted that number to push everyone else at the company. I get it. If you're a company and you're thinking to yourself, I got a hundred and some sales reps out there. If each rep just made two to three more calls per day, that would be two to 300 more calls. Out of those 200 200 to 300 more calls, we're going to get X amount more business. And that's the problem. When you are a sales rep, the company is not necessarily focusing on the business in your territory. A lot of the actions, a lot of the activities, a lot of the KPIs are for the company as a whole. And so if you've got 100 reps, they see that as a win if they can get 10% more business. If 100 reps are made to make three to four more calls, even if it means you have to make some calls just to make it look good on paper, and everybody's been there. I've been there. I've been forced to do that. I had a manager call me, hey, I know you're growing the territory. I just need you to get a couple more calls in to make it look good on paper. And I'm like, I'm stretching to get these. I've got to build these accounts. Yeah, but we need the 12 calls per day. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So you try to pick and choose how you can do it. I think I've told you before, if you listen to this podcast, I had to sit in a parking lot on a Friday afternoon because my company was mandating a call after four o'clock on a Friday. And I worked in dermatology (laughs) and there are very few dermatologists that were open till five o'clock on a Friday and seeing reps. So I had to post up at a, at one office and I made a deal with the doctor. I said, look, here's the deal. I'm going to get fired. If I can't get a call, you're the only office in Charlotte that's open on a Friday I'm going to be here. I'm not going to bug you. I just need a signature and I'm going to leave samples. And if you want to use my product, great. The doctor was like, okay, no problem. I understand. Dr. McKelgan, Dr. Patrick McKelgan, you're a rock star for that. You helped me out when I really needed it. But it was totally ridiculous. It was totally BS. I absolutely hated it. 
I'd get to the office about three o'clock. I'd already have my, I'd already have the calls I needed for the week and more than because I crushed it during the week, but I had to make it look good on Fridays because they said, you can't go out and crush it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and have a half day on Friday, even though it's the same amount of work, you still had to do the full BS day on a Friday, which is so ridiculous. So the question I posed at the beginning is, are your daily activities leading to your goal? I've worked for a lot of companies. And by the way, a lot of these companies struggled nationally. The reason why these companies struggled nationally was because they were incentivizing the sales team to take action and make activities that didn't matter, that weren't bringing in business. They were activities for activity's sake. It was not activity for productivity's sake. That's the only type of actions you should be taking daily. Activity for productivity's sake. Not activity for activity's sake. So think about what you do during the day. Is it moving your business forward? Or is it just keeping your business in neutral? If you're constantly taking action that's keeping your business in neutral, guess what's going to happen to your business? It's not going to go anywhere. Everything you do on a daily basis needs to propel your business forward. So all of your daily actions need to reflect that. If you haven't done so, take take an audit of your business. Take an audit of what do you do during the day. Are you having sales conversations? Are you setting up meetings or are you just making sales calls to whoever will listen to you? Are you moving the ball down the field with your top 25, with your top 50 or top 75 targets? Or are you just spinning your wheels? You know the answer. Deep down, you're either listening to this in your car or you're listening to this at the gym or you're listening to this at home, hopefully you're not at home, hopefully you're out in the field, but I know not every outside sales rep is out in the field 24 seven, but wherever you're listening to this, you can only know, think about your business. Think about, am I just taking actions during the day to make it look good on paper? Figure out what type of actions you need to take to grow your business. Hyper-focus on that and be obsessed with those daily actions. And I guarantee you, your business will explode. Period, point blank. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate everybody who has been listening. Um, As a reminder, I've got two sales courses, uh, two coaching programs that I run people through. I've got a lot of students that have come through, a lot of people that have inquired about it. Sales Builder Academy is for anybody who's got new, any change, new to sales, new to an industry, new product, new territory. Even if you have like a new boss, if anything has changed in your business or you want a new plan, you can't rinse and repeat the plan of 2021 or 2022. You have to have a fresh plan. You have to have a fresh idea. If you'd like to discuss it, reach out to me, Mike at Surviving Outside Sales. Or if you are thinking about a change, if you're getting into a new industry, if you want to get into management, if you want to say, hey, Mike, I need to figure out how I can 
start businesses like you did. I need to figure out how I can make my sales escape plan. I have a course for that. And that's the sales escape plan. Everybody's got an expiration date in outside sales. You can't pound the pavement. You can't knock on doors your entire life. So it just depends on at what time that happens. For me, I think it was 41 or maybe it was 42. I can't remember exactly how old I am or how old I was. I think it was 41. It was 41 when it happened for me. I'm 44 now. So it's been about three, it's been just under three years. So it happens to everybody. Be prepared for it. Okay. I had been preparing for it. Be prepared for it. Come up with a plan. I can help you with that. Mike at Surviving Outside Sales. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. January was the number one month of the Surviving Outside Sales podcast. And hopefully February is going to keep that going, even though it's a shorter month. But January is an awesome month. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate the growth of the show, all the feedback, the people that have reached out. Couldn't do this with anybody uh, without your help. Thank you so much. Also, reach out to me, Mike, at Surviving Outside Sales with guest recommendations or any suggestions for the show, any feedback whatsoever. I love to hear it. I really do appreciate when people reach out to me. Thank you so much. And uh, tomorrow, forgot to mention, great guest, Peter Skidmore, the CEO of MedRep Meetings. So if you're a medical rep and you want to have somebody help you book your meetings, you're going to really enjoy Peter's talk tomorrow. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.